Welcome, welcome, welcome to River City Media, the Busted Bracket Special. And let me let me go ahead and tell you, my bracket is busted. Uh, if you're watching us, you could be watching us tonight on multiple platforms. We are live on River City Media Facebook, River City Media YouTube, iLogic Media Facebook and YouTube, and Draft with Us Upside Facebook and uh, Facebook and YouTube. This will also be available on all major platforms. Yeah, guys, we, we're going to be on uh, iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify by tomorrow morning. And you can listen to us as you take your shower because I'm sure you don't want to look at us as you do that. But anyway, let me make welcome first uh, my boy Robbie. Robbie, how, how, how'd your bracket go this week? Well, I don't want to brag too much, but I am what appears to be the least worst of a bunch of bad brackets. Um, Can I admit I'm, that I'm in that group? My, yeah, my final four holding strong. I've got Gonzaga, Baylor, Houston, and Florida State still in it after a rocky, rocky, rocky first weekend. I'm telling you, it's been rough now. As you can see, all we have is USC baby and an avatar on the other side because Ben embedded for the last four days at the tournament. Our boy Rod Meta is still trying to get his way back to Tennessee, but he's joining us as he drives. Rod, how pumped are you right now to have your Trojans in the Sweet 16? Um. First of all, guys, I'm driving back, and I'm right now in Monteagle, so if you lose me, I'll, I'll sign back in. But, yeah, man, I'm beyond ecstatic. It was an awesome four days. Well, That's my neck of the woods, where I'm from. I know, but uh, I, I, I wouldn't use that if you get pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, unless you're in Decker, then I'm the judge, and then, then you're <laughs> then okay. You're, you're in good shape. So, uh, Robbie brought up a question, and I thought it was very good. And I'm going to let him ask the questions because he's going to throw the 18-year-olds under the bus. But uh, let's just open by saying, what kind of environment was at the tournament, Rod? You know, it's – I went to the World Series in Texas, and it was fortunate enough to do that. Um, basically, there's tied so people can't move around and sit in specific areas. Uh, you definitely felt the juice at the World Series. Here, not as much, especially if, you know, I saw a couple games in Lucas Oil Stadium where the Colts play. Uh, that's a big venue. But that being said, there was still a lot of magic, a lot of noise. Uh, I went to the Abilene Christian Texas game uh, and – I couldn't tell that it was, you know, 15% full. Uh, so those of us that just love the game and the tournament. You lose me? No, we no, still you got you. Oh, right on. The, the yeah, fact I, that. The fact that you'd even join us as you're coming over Mount Eagle says to your love of basketball. You know, and 
overall, it was really cool in the sense that, you know, when I got a hotel downtown, there are four venues within 15 minutes of each other. Um, and then the other two, I think were played at Purdue and IU Bloomington. Fortunately, I didn't have to go out there. Uh, but, you know, I would just check my hotel and, and see what game was coming up next. And because of COVID, finding singles was a little tough. I had a buddy out there, uh, but he had to work quite a bit. Um, so sometimes I had to buy two. And if they're reasonable enough, and then, uh, you know, like I said, I would be at the hotel. I got there Friday. Uh, USC wasn't playing till Saturday, so I went to uh, West Virginia Moorhead State that night. I wanted to go to the Tennessee game, but I got in town a little late, and the tickets were a little pricey to buy two, and I don't like sitting up top. Um, Saturday was the USC game, and obviously uh, that was with Drake, and pretty pleased overall. Uh, that was at Baker's Life Fieldhouse, a five-minute walk from the previous uh, location uh and then that's that a night, great arena went, that, that's yeah, a great arena by the way it was awesome um and i'm saving the best for last because i went to abilene christian in texas as i mentioned um that was in lucas oil i believe but then i had met a kid there who was personal friends he's a 24 year old with uh mike boynton the oklahoma state coach and he's a nutty oklahoma state fan like just crazy and basically had an extra for a game and I gave it to him and he had an extra for their game for, and that was the Oklahoma state Oregon state game at Hinkle field house, which was amazing. You know, the famed gym where Hoosers was filmed some scenes of it. And uh, because he knew the coach, I was sitting first row uh, just behind the basket. You're elevated, but you know, I'm listening to the Oklahoma state huddle uh, we're, we're hearing everything. I'm, that arena is so cool. The Hinkle Field House. And I happened to be there uh, Monday as well. I, I can't even recall what day it is at this point. Um, Monday, I went to the UCLA Abilene Christian game because I found a single. And I wanted to see UCLA lose, but uh, <laughs> they won. And uh, that night at Hinkle Field House was USC in Kansas. Uh, for the Sweet 16, and needless to say, I enjoyed myself at that game as well. You're on mute, Randall. Yeah, Robbie, ask him that follow-up question you asked me earlier today. I thought it was really to the point. Um, yeah, and so, uh, Raj, I just want to – you kind of touched on this a little bit, um, and um, – I actually, I, me and Randall talked briefly around lunch, um, and then also um, a guy on uh, Phil and Frank on PTI made this point too, uh, and I just want to get your feedback on it. Talking about how why there were so many upsets, um, partly because like Kansas wasn't playing in Kansas City, Carolina wasn't playing in Greensboro, um, you know, was it? Uh, Ohio State wasn't playing in Cleveland and those crowds weren't there and then the and then like the minute of divert or uh, I guess the minute of frustration and like the minute of doubt creeps in are some of these players thinking about the NBA instead of this grind and 
they've been through a lot this year. Uh, COVID tests, COVID tests, contract tracing. And I just think some of the, it looked like some of the, you know, momentum you would have to make that run and get over that hurdle just wasn't there because of the lack of the atmosphere. Is that, is that off base? Is that somewhat correct? Somewhere in between? I think that's fair. Um, being said, I, I think it's awesome and masks are not needed, etc. I would have it hosted in Indianapolis every year just because of – and that's, it's actually a much bigger town. It's grown quite a bit. But just having all of those amazing venues right there, um, you know, I, I could walk to pretty much – three-fourths of the venues it was i can't stress enough how awesome that was um to address your question specifically yeah absolutely you know and generally we, we all know the committee likes to play their games and they'll put the one seed who's the weakest you know and maybe they're playing ohio state and of course the games will be in cleveland uh yeah. you know i i would say that you're absolutely right I didn't notice anyone sort of dragging, you know what, or losing focus. Uh, but you, I think te teams were certainly less apt to respond when they got punched in the face. And you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. And yeah. you know, the other team could feel it. Or Roberts, yeah. a perfect example. Um, no, I think that's a great point. But I thought it also made the game super fair. Yeah. Well, Raj, and I'm I'm very and I and I agree with you in what I've read. Um, everyone almost unanimously has talked about how great Indianapolis was and having a central location and and not spending these time and money and travel and just putting everyone in the same city. Uh, but because I mean, you know, and just reformatting how everything is. This five day wait now for the sweet. The, the Sweet 16 Elite Eight, it's probably not necessary. And without this travel, um, uh, yeah, let's let's get it going again. Let's just make it a one – instead of stretching out over three weeks, man, maybe just a week-and-a-half tournament would be fantastic. I, I think to follow up, I think anybody that's playing in the tournament is not happy about setting until the weekend right now. You've got some momentum. You want to play. Mm -hmm. uh, I would think come back tomorrow uh, or today would have been perfect for the for the tournament. Um, yeah, I, I'm interested to hear what you have to say on that one, Raj. Um, well, first of all, I don't know what you know if the USC kids are staying, but you know, those kids right now are in a bubble. You know, they are at specific hotels, specific floors. They are not allowed contact with their family. Um, I was fortunate enough to sit in the USC uh, family section, and uh, there was some Mobley cousins, and then Ethan Anderson, our point guard's mom. Um, just a lot of FaceTime, she told me. Uh, so that's why uh, I agree in that sense. It's going to be challenging for these kids for another, and their kids, for another yeah, five absolutely. days to be like that. But we all know what runs the world, and it's money. And uh, CBS needs those primetime Saturdays afternoon Saturday evening games although I've still never understood why the national championships on a Monday it's like just let's air out of the balloon to me but um, yeah because of Indianapolis and the way that it was set up it, 
could absolutely be more efficient. And again, I thought it was an outstanding job. Yeah, Rob, Raj, I just want to touch on, ask you one more question as, as far as I go, as far as what it was like to be there. Did you talk to any um, VCU fans that were there or anyone, and what was their reaction of not getting to play? I did not. I saw a couple that morning. Um, I Now, it would have been a, a good point, at, you know, to re reach out, but we probably know what the answer would be. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was quite surprising. And then, you know, as a, as a Trojan fan advancing, then we're all the rest of us are all scared. You know what? Like, you know, are we going to get to play? We we don't know. So, it was it was definitely shocking. And you heard about it in Indianapolis immediately, but I did not see any uh, personally. I didn't see any BCU fans, but yeah. I imagine I'd be devastated. You know, player fan. You know, especially if you're a senior. That's just tragic. Yeah, I was a little surprised that I knew it was a possibility. I knew there wasn't really – there was some confusion on what the replacement teams were going to be, if it was possible. I knew after Tuesday it locked in. Um, I was kind of surprised that it was just a uh, no contest and there wasn't kind of anything. But I guess when you, when you think of it, you can't risk it spreading and then the entire side of a bracket being wiped out. Absolutely. And, you know, some people claim that, you know, why don't you just retest everybody else? If there's one positive, well, that's not the way the virus works. It, yeah. You, know, it, it, you may be positive, just asymptomatic. It's, you know, so much is unknown as well. But, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. It, that's that's a, a distinct possibility. And, and it's 2020, 2021. I, I don't rule anything out. Mm -hmm. So to, to finish up on this line, do you think we, I mean, I'll ask you both. Uh, it seems like, uh, and I've been to Indianapolis. I've been to football games in Lucas Oil. I've been to a couple of basketball. I, I really, I, I think we might've discovered something that makes the tournament a little better here. Uh, if we had these cities that have multiple venues and you can go and see all these brackets, it was a unique opportunity you had, Raj. Absolutely. Like I said, I couldn't stress it enough. It wasn't crowded, obviously. There was a lot of people, and there's probably a lot of massless people in bars, which is unfortunate. Um, there were, yeah, some of the fans did not have much respect for the virus, but, you know, just the way they had set it up, there was a kind of central square, but it was distant. They had music playing. Um, you know, literally, like I was at the Crown Plaza Union Station. I turn around and walk out behind me, make a left and a right, five-minute walk, I'm at Lucas Oil. Do the same thing the opposite way, I'm at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Um, there's tons of hotels and things to accommodate people. Uh, I thought it was superb. Now, we're always talking about money here and how other local economies benefit from uh, having those things in their cities, but if the NCAA were smart, which... We all know that. Uh, that would be well, the permanent site to host. But at least this opening round, I think, brings 64 in. And if you wanted to send them back uh, for the regional semifinals, I could, I could understand. But it seemed like this was really smooth, considering the environment. Well, Very. and probably 
you know, uh, you look at, you know, especially the Midwest and maybe almost any sports city I'm trying to think of, Indianapolis is built to it's not it's not near as fun as like New Orleans or sure. um, oh maybe even Atlanta would be, but uh, or, or South Beach. But as far as building your city around, um, you know, that sports, the Pacers Arena is downtown, the Colt, and it's just made the host. They host the Big Ten Championship. They host Final Fours. They host Super Bowls. Like it's it's built for that. Absolutely and that's a very, correct. That's a very valid point, and I would think. You know, there would I would be other still cities. go to New Orleans every year. But. <laughs> but, I mean, I was thinking of Dallas. They have that kind of yeah. facilities packed in in Dallas in that area. Uh, of course, Los Angeles could do it. Uh, I think Charlotte, a, a newer city, would be able to handle it. But it's almost like Indianapolis was the perfect site for this. So Well, and, and you just have – you have probably the – Maybe Kentucky and Indianapolis, and that, and now those are close to each other. Uh, the most basketball hungry fans. So if you right. if you want a fan base to sell out just to watch basketball and be knowledge about basketball, um, that that's a great place to have it. Absolutely, it's like hundred percent agree that, and that what that is what Indianapolis was built for. You know, it's a it's an event center in the in the middle of the country where. People don't have to travel five hours in one direction. Um, the NFL draft was hosted in Indianapolis for years for specifically that reason. And uh, and then on top of it, it's Indiana. What's it known? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, and and that's where the NCAA headquarters is, correct? It is. I think we yeah. may have lost Raj. Raj, are you still with us? We'll give him just a minute to get back uh, with us, Robbie. Rods, let us know when you're back. Uh, what? Let's start um, with a couple of the questions while we're waiting on Raj. Something I wanted to ask you, and we'll get Raj in a second. What did we learn about the Big Ten and the Big 12? All year they talked about this is the two best conferences. They had an absolutely horrible tournament. Roger, are you able to hear us again? Back. Yeah, you're yeah. back, Raj. So, um, Raj, we were just going into some questions we'd sent out. What did we learn about the Big Ten and the Big 12 after this? I mean, just a bad tournament for both conferences. And I'll start there with you, Robbie, since you heard the full question. Maybe Raj can pick up on it. Yeah, I think we learned – not learned. I think we reinforced what basketball fans know – is if you are a good team, if you are a good conference, this tournament is a absolute potential nightmare. You, if you're good, if you're a solid team, you want best out of three, best out of five, best out of seven. You don't want to get caught on a bad night against a bad matchup and it's one and done and you're done with. Um, and I think that's kind of there's 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 media hype, but don't tell me Iowa was a bad team. Don't tell me, you know, uh, Ohio State was a bad team. Don't tell me Illinois was a bad team. They they were all good teams. They just got stuck in a bad matchup in a bad situation. And I, I think uh, Oklahoma State, Kate Cunningham. I mean, you have players. I think they're all. It's just a tough. 
tournament. And that's not making excuses for any of them. Uh, but I mean, that's what it is. It's a it's a one and done, and it's a you shoot, you know, thirty percent, you're gonna get bounced, and it can be a one one bad performance. Um, the team that you know, per, I think your mid range Purdue didn't really show up. You have, um, you know, there was. Just some teams that didn't didn't look all that great. You know, Clemson didn't show. It was just, I guess they're the ACC, but it's just that, you know, I just don't know if there's a whole lot to learn in this one-off year. Um, you know, Michigan's the only one left. They looked like the top three team in the parts of the year. It, it's just, it's a crazy tournament, I, I you know. Well, you know, and I thought coming into the tournament that West Virginia and Oklahoma, even though they weren't the top of the Big 12, was playing great, and then both of them just get caught by better teams that night. And, I mean, West Virginia had played some of its best basketball down the stretch before being upset. Um, same question to you, Rog. What What do you think we learned about the Big Ten and Big 12? Well, I think they were overseeded, and uh, a lot of other conferences, teams, uh, <laughs> maybe the Pac-12, we're underseated, or, or however you want to express. Um, you know, as Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State in the Big 12, you know, I went to that Oregon State game. It Things just didn't go their way, and Oregon State was unconscious. Um, they're Both games. Small Both team. games Oregon State was. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they beat them on the boards by, like, 30. Like, they were a small team, and, and Oregon State's a big team. Uh, as far as Big Ten, you know, it, it's – I'm hesitant to – the plotting slow Big Ten muscle basketball, and refs are calling it differently, so maybe they can't do, you know, what they do when, you know, they're in conference games. But I just saw a lot of slow teams, and Iowa had the worst matchup ever. Robbie's absolutely correct. In a healthy, yeah. like, duck – team and or if they had Alabama you know some of those teams that are just getting out and running um, but you know, athleticism really has shown in this tournament I mean look at USC you know they're running up and down the floor and, and Kansas just couldn't keep up and they were shorter and it was just interesting the, the contrasting styles and and rosters and, and it's a good point but yeah they uh Big Ten was was definitely overrated, in my opinion. Let, let, let me ask this a different way to you, Robbie. Uh, and, and to the point was, did the mid majors like some of these teams that that should have been seated higher? It, was it a seating thing where you got some teams overseated and some good teams underseated, and it was just bad matchups? Because I thought some thirteen and fourteen seeds. I mean, uh, UC Santa Barbara lost, but they were in that game. I mean, they were some very good basketball teams, 12, 13, and 14. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and I'm going to piggyback off of Raj's point and where and, – and, and I'll get to your question, but I want to touch on one thing for I think playing the conference-only particular schedule hurt the uh, Big Ten in this matter because they all play the same way. Um, and conferences tend to play the same way. And the Big Ten played – most of their teams play the same way. 
and they got into this tournament and they got against different paces, different styles, and they weren't ready for it. And so I think if you had more of the Big Ten ACC, the the pre the intercomp, like I mean, Tennessee was scheduled to play Wisconsin uh, this season. It didn't happen. I think that really hurt the Big Ten. Um, and then to get to your mid-major question, I agree with you. I think, well, well, Loyola Chicago was criminally underseeded in eight. That wow. was, I mean, they were, I think we talked about it last, like on Selection Sunday, they were like eight or nine in Ken Palm and they were nine, eight seed in the tournament. It's just, that was crazy for them to be there. Um, and yeah, I think there was, well, like, you know, you take Syracuse at 11. Well, you have, and I hope we get to that, the kind of how we predict this thing to go for. Yeah, but we will. That, that two three matchup zone that, and to be honest, this this was the first time I had watched more of entire Syracuse games. It's a monster, and if you're not used to it, um, and you have these trapping teams, and um, yeah, I think that was just, you know, and like. I think it was just bad matchups. Like, yeah, like UCSB was in it. You know, you had Virginia who didn't get to practice at all um, before playing, and then you get thrown out there to a team that's been practicing. Um, that's one example of how COVID happened. But I think it was just – it's just – I'm not taking too much this, – this has been fun. This has been one of the most entertaining tournaments I can remember besides the Tennessee game. But um, – yeah, I think it's just been fun. I think it's been interesting that you have some of the – I mean, some of the same seniors on Loyola Chicago were the same – they're still playing from the team that beat Tennessee that ruined our Final Four path. Uh, and so it's good to see some of the younger – like some of the smaller schools with the same squads back to get – they're still together and playing and have a chance. And um, I have Gonzaga and Houston in the championship game. I think this is the year that um, the non-majors win it. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll get I we'll break agree. down each one of them here in just a minute. Go ahead, go ahead, Roger. Well, I, well, I agree with with Robbie entirely that uh, the seeding was certainly off. I mean, Loyola, I read something today that if teams were reseeded, ESPN's opinion, they'd be a two seed. Um, yeah, right. And and piggybacking on the Syracuse, you know, it's I certainly think it, number one when Buddy Buckets is unconscious. Yeah. When the mojo's going in the NCAA tournament, there's nothing like it. If you get one of your guys to catch fire, you know, against Kansas, USC, Isaiah Mobley, seven-footer, Evan Mobley's older brother, but not nearly as good, hit four threes. I think he hit two all year. Um, he was just feeling it. And when the mojo gets going, it's unlike any other. Um, but, you know, for the other team, if you're in kind of an awkward, unfamiliar, half-full gym – and your the ball's not going in, and shooting is entirely mental. Usually, um, you're going to just keep bricking. And, and Syracuse, I'm mad at myself for not taking them further, but that's a deadly team. Well, yep. and you know, in years past, even I, I, I really questioned Oregon State being a 12 seed. I, you know, I remember a Georgia team a couple years ago when the when the Georgia Dome even got hit by a tornado, like a 15 and 15 Georgia team won the SEC tournament and they were like a nine seed. How do you take someone that just won that the Pac 10 turn or Pac 12 tournament 
and make them a 12 seed. I was kind of mysterious to me. Is That was a hot basketball team. That was a two teams that go in the opposite direction, crossing paths, wouldn't you think, Robbie? Well, it, let's, let's, I'm just looking just at their, that bracket. Oregon State, 17-12 and 12 for the season with a conference championship, conference tournament championship at 12 seed. Right. Rutgers, 15 and 10, 15 and 11. So yeah. two less wins, one less loss. They're a 10 seed against a weaker Clemson team. Uh, so, yes, there's a lot of brand. Th- this was not the committee's best job at seeding at matchups. And, and, that, and, and you look in, uh, you got USC and Oregon in the Sweet 16. How many times have they played this year already? Three, if not four? Um, I think this will be their third. Rod, you'll probably know. Once. They played once in L.A. and USC won by 14. 72-58, I believe. They had two games rescheduled. They tried to play it three times, and it kept getting rescheduled. Um, okay, that, that's what I was and, thinking. Uh, I knew know, they were on the things. schedule a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a few things on that if I could add. Um you know, our commissioner is a knucklehead, Leisure Suit Larry. He's finally leaving. He has no idea how to promote our conference. One thing we've never had is a challenge in the middle of the year. You know, the ACC, like Robbie said, uh, I don't care if we're playing, you know, the Colonial Conference. Um, you know, it's just cool to see that contrasting styles and other markets get to see them. And I don't think anybody really watched a lot of Pac-12 basketball. And if it starts at 1030 p.m. on Fox Sports and the game ends at 1, I don't blame you. Um, you know, the highest Pac-12 team was Colorado as a 5. The champion was a 7. And then USC was in the middle of the 6. And UCLA, they felt that they didn't need to have a play-in. They were an 11. So, I, you know, it's part of it is our own conference. But, yes, there, there needs to be more more within the season can to help us all judge better and yeah the committee looks like a bunch of ding dongs this year i'm gonna be in i'm gonna be interested to see if this helps not only in basketball but also in football with the pac-12 moving forward a little uh brand recognition and i haven't seen the ratings uh on this yet um i think the monday yesterday i think that will probably hurt them uh, the ratings, but I, I imagine Friday, Saturday, and Sunday were all really good. Yeah, I would think. I would, you know, I thought I thought Thursday or I thought Friday and Saturday was the best two days of basketball as far as I was on my I was on the end of my couch all day long with upset. So that was an amazing two days. But I would think I, I, I'm not sure how that Monday played out. Did do you feel like any of the energy left, Raj, on Monday, or would you? Was it still the same? Off, I took off work to watch, to stay home and watch it all yesterday. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't know, know what day it was. Anyway, no, I, also West Virginia folks that had booked hotels for two weeks, you know, they left. And, and some of the bigger crowds, some of the teams that travel really well did leave. Did I notice it? Was it palpable? No. I, I still felt the magic, and you know, you guys touched on this earlier. 
this is a great tournament. There's tons of upsets. We've got a dominant team. You've got personalities like the Krautwig kid and with the 70s porn stash and 110-year-old nun. And, you know, I, I love it. I think it's an amazing tournament. Well, I mean, and I really got caught into the uh, Buddy Bayheim story. I mean, I, I guess I knew he was family, but, you know, they really uh, – I kind of got into it more once I saw the tournament. Well, he's went through um, all kinds of crap as far as does he deserve a scholarship? Does he deserve to be on the team? And he's really grown and become a really good player. And I'm happy to see that um, for for both of them. I mean, Jim Baham obviously took a chance on on, on that whole process. And Buddy, you know, worked and has played himself into a – uh, the Gary McNamara kind of role, uh, but I think I mean bigger stature and uh, better on the defensive end. All right, guys, instead of focusing too much on whatever already happened, because we kind of know what's happened, I do want to ask you one thing, uh, and then we'll get into predicting games. What what was the biggest surprise to you over the weekend? I mean, for me, I really, I you know, I, I hate to say it, but I think. The the biggest surprise to me was maybe how badly Tennessee played against Oregon State. I mean, just horrible, and how good Oregon State was. Uh, also, I kind of i ha- i was uh, i was shocked by uh, Abilene Christian. I thought they were just a great basketball team that came from nowhere. So, Robbie, what was your uh, crazy thoughts of the weekend well i'll give you my uh shock of the day is i'm shocked that you're shocked how bad tennessee can play Uh, that that was always a possibility that Um, was horrible man i mean they were never in the game no no they weren't um my you know and it it shouldn't be a uh shock um I guess so. Two things, and both from the same bracket. I guess um, I, 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 I had Texas going to the Elite Eight. I'm surprised they lost, and I'm. I was surprised to hear Shaka Smart hasn't won an NCAA game since BCU went to the Final Four. He has not won a single NCAA game at Texas. That's crazy. Um, and so, for people complaining about Rick Barnes at for Tennessee, like just stop. Um, yeah. And then the other surprise to me, and I, I shouldn't be surprised at this either, but I was, I was expecting, and this goes to conference versus non-conference. I, obviously no one in the SEC was able to figure out Nate Oates a lot at Alabama during the SEC play. I expected them to get some kind of pushback and some kind of, Hey, this, this, Golden State Warriors game is not going to work without Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, but, man, they look good. Um, and so I was uh, surprised at that. Um, other than that, um, I mean, besides the, the upsets, uh, I had Syracuse beating San Diego State. I thought West Virginia would beat them because Chappie was all on them and convinced me to change my pick. Should yeah. have done that. Um, 
I mean, Oral Roberts is the, the whole tournament, but they have a really good player um, that that is a matchup problem. Um, but yeah, I think I think Texas losing and uh, and Alabama just not being challenged yet has been my my biggest surprises. Yeah, I thought, uh, like I said, Abilene Christian came from nowhere. I I actually knew Oral Roberts did have at least, you know, I saw them earlier in the year. They do have some athletes and. I think that again. I didn't see them as a 15 seed at all, and maybe they've had the hardest path beating Ohio State and beating Florida to the Sweet 16. I mean, they've played well. Yeah, um, and, and and real quickly, and maybe the committee needs to look at this. Like, there's no reason UNC should have been an eight seed. If you have to put them at the 15 line, put them at the 15 line, right? And and move some like. Just because you're a name brand does not mean you should get automatically ten and under or twelve and under. Because yes, like like North Texas, um, UCSB, they didn't win, but they played well. Ohio, North North Carolina probably didn't belong in the tournament um, to begin with, but to give them an eight and give when we talk about Oregon State, give them a twelve at, after winning a, winning a conference tournament, it just it just messed up. Well. And, and going back to bracketology, Tennessee, I think we all see as an overseed now, but they were a nine seed till they beat Florida and jumped up four lines. That was crazy. Tennessee being a, a five seed, in my opinion. I mean, mm-hmm. they they were playing like an eight nine seed when they got to the tournament. Yeah. Rog, uh, what's your most shocking fact of the week? In other than that, you wanted to stay all week and just wait it out. You know, I knew our conference. Pac-12 was good. I knew we were very athletic. I didn't know it would be on such display. I mean, during I mean, you guys ran Tennessee ran into a buzzsaw, and I don't know how many teams could have beaten that Oregon State team that day. They're the hottest team in the country, uh, and that's a bad draw for you. And, and yeah, I didn't see you being a five seed. Uh, we've talked about this before. Tennessee earlier in the year, I already put them in the Final Four. They look so good. End of the year, I did. I, it's like all the pieces Four. were there, but they didn't fit into a puzzle. Um, mm-hmm. It was pretty bad, and then they that and they couldn't score for anything. Uh, my biggest surprise were just a number of off games. You know, Robbie touched on it earlier. Purdue, you know, North Texas has a lot of seniors, but I mean, Purdue should not have. You know, Purdue should have beat that team by twenty, and in West Virginia as well. I was shocked by that. You know, a team that is really athletic and shoots the ball well. Um, and then, of course, you know, we can't forget, I picked them to win the championship in a couple of brackets. Illinois, you know, that that was, uh, you know, I thought the old uh, Batman and Hercules, that duo against uh, Loyola Chicago would would be fine. But, you know, we, we saw Krautwig uh, wear down Cokeburn, which was crazy. Um that entire game was baffling to me. Uh, and, of course, Texas. I was at that game. Um, Texas is a deep athletic team. No business losing that game. So a number of surprises. But uh, if I'd pick one, I'd say Illinois has to be the one for now. Um, and and, I, and I'll touch on that Illinois-Loyola-Chicago uh, game. That kind of mirrored a bunch of the tournament um, so far. And what I mean by that is we're used to buzzer beaters and 
tie game. There were a lot of upsets, which made it fun, but there were a lot of just start to finish the whole game long. One team was just out front and better, and I wonder if the crowd and the the momentum had something to do with that. Uh, but, it, like, Loyola Chicago led the entire game, if I'm not mistaken. It, it Maybe one or two lead changes, but they were just winning the whole game. Same with Oregon State, Tennessee. Um, that's why I want to say there's a couple other just like that, and it's just um, the other team was just better. There's so definite one merit of the things- to that, in my opinion. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, one of the things I learned a few years ago being in Vegas during the tournament was you always find the under the team that was a heavy favorite who's down at halftime and go play the money line. So I tried to use this philosophy this year. Needless to say, that didn't work very well. It seems like to your point, Robbie, they were no like, Hey, they're down eight, but they won by 14 anyway, games that we usually see in the tournament. Well, I expect there to be 50 more casinos in Vegas next time I'm there. Because, good God, did I get killed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, Allison's I watching, so you may want to. I lost almost every daggum bet I made this weekend. <laughs> Rods, did, so, you, uh, did you get to play in Indianapolis? Fair- I actually fared pretty well for once. Okay. Um, mainly because of the conference, put a lot of a lot on Pac-12 teams, um, and then after the first weekend, I just kind of had this sense that you know whatever I didn't break it down the way Robbie has, and I probably had far too many beers to do that at that point. But there weren't any huge blowouts aside from Gonzaga in the first round. Like most of the underdogs not only covered, but we're in the game, sent it to OT. Yeah. So yeah. I started betting dogs and, uh, and that came out pretty well. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was dog heavy until yesterday and yesterday it was, it was pretty, uh, yesterday was the worst day of kind of excitement. Um, but three out of four great days, I will take it any, any time. Not for me. Right. Yesterday was the best day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, are y'all y'all ready to step out on that branch or or and kind of leave the uh, first two rounds behind and give? Let's really make sure we got plenty of time for predictions. So, Raj, uh, uh, let, well, Robbie, you were just talking about it. Let's start in the Midwest. Uh, it opens up with. Uh, Chicago and Oregon State right now a six and a half point favorite for Loyola Chicago, and what's your thoughts on that game? So this is the most intriguing matchup to me because, well, I won't say the most, but definitely one of them because this is where coaching comes into it because how who who prepares more. Who sprinkles in more for the 2-3 zone? Just slight practice time, whether it's 20 minutes of practice time, 10 minutes of practice time. Who practices more for that, for the potential matchup next round? And who goes all in on just winning this game? My guess is Oregon State goes more in on winning this game. And Loyola plans more for the Final Four. 
what does that mean? I don't know. Um, but it's, it, it, it reminds me of uh, the year when Clemson played Notre Dame and, and going to football in the Final Four, or in the, in the playoffs. Clemson played Notre Dame and Alabama had Oklahoma. Clemson spent, I think it was three weeks. They spent two weeks of that preparing for Alabama, right? And one week preparing for Oklahoma or for Notre Dame, and where Alabama spent the whole time paying for Notre Dame or for Oklahoma and didn't have time to prepare for Clemson. And so I think there's going to be some some of that intrigue in there. Um, I think uh, Loyola does win, um, and then. I think Houston gets the benefit of having this time to prepare for the two-three zone. Um, they didn't play well though. This turn, this this the, these first two games, especially against Rutgers, they got lucky to survive. I picked Houston to go to the championship game. Um, my bracket's locked. I I think. Uh, Syracuse rises momentum, and I think we have an eight and an eleven out of that region. Wow, uh, you know, I, and I tend to agree with you. I think I think Syracuse is playing. I think Syracuse looks like the better basketball team at this point to me, uh, and I think flip a coin on the other game. I really do. I think in, in Oregon State, if this ends up being. Uh, <laughs> This ends up being Oregon State and Syracuse. I don't know if we've ever had a 11-12 play for a Final Four berth, but no. I, I guess it could happen. But I, I agree with you. I think I'm going to go same same two as you did. Raj, what, what, what are you going here? First of all, I'm not referencing any of my brackets. I haven't even looked at any of them. <laughs> <laughs> just threw them all out the window. I spent way too much time. Do you want me to pull it up? <laughs> what bracket it's looking like? No. I'm in front. I, but, uh, I, I'm in. I'm in front of Lenny. That's all I know. Well, I in like seven different brackets. So the, the mistake I'll have to make is I'll just pick different picks for the sake of it. So I don't even know <laughs> what I picked for you guys. Like, I don't like it all being the same. Um, but to answer your question. I like both dogs. Um, Oregon State, I do think Loyola-Chicago will win, but that's a good matchup for for Oregon. They both match up very well. Oregon State is big. They're actually – that's my uh, GPS. You heard that? Uh, they're big. They're athletic. They have a couple guys that have come on late. Um, you know, if you saw that game, Maurice Kalu, he – had like five threes, and I think he had like four all year. Um, right. So, sorry, man. There's a traffic issue right now. You knucklehead. Uh, but idiot. Sorry, guys. Just trying not to die. Uh, <laughs> Don't die. Yeah. Trying not to die. God knows what if, they're doing. If you again. do, just if you do, just don't make it your fault and have the other driver call me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Davis Kessler and Davis on Cherokee Boulevard. Uh, but yeah, I'm going Syracuse as well. I'm going straight up with them. Um, you know, I think they can. They can. Uh, well, I'm a train right now. I think they can. Uh, they just make shots. 
and you know they're bigger. Uh, Houston, I believe, has a bunch of bangers, but I don't think anybody's over six eight. Um, and yeah, buddy, buckets. I mean, it, you know, that's a magical story. So I am all over. Uh, I think Loyola Chicago barely wins. Houston uh, loses to Syracuse. And if who do you have going to the Final Four? Uh, I'm going to go Syracuse at this point. Wow. You know, now, oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying one thing about me is, you know, attending a lot of the games live, I haven't been able to watch, you know, five at once, which is normally the case. Um, plus a lot of the bars, you know, were minimal capacity and that type of thing. So I haven't seen as much as, as you guys have. So, um, but yeah, I got Houston and a few – but uh, I'm going Syracuse or Loyola Chicago, but I'm going Syracuse. Robbie, I I am I am with you. I think the I think at this point the the two three zone has impressed me, and I have some buddies out in California, Aaron and Barry, who keep betting against Syracuse, and I'm like that two three zone is deadly and. Uh, it it's causing havoc, so I, I like I like the two three zone to advance also. You know, and it just a thing before we jump off of this bracket. The number on the the the, the Oregon State game is one twenty five. Uh, the number on the Houston Syracuse game is one forty. So we're going to see two kind of different games. I think that one twenty five number seems really super low there. So. There were a lot of games in the 50s, you know, that Abilene-Texas game, and a lot of teams just couldn't get it going. Uh, But I think that game was like 54-53 or something, you know. Santa Barbara was low scoring, even though they shouldn't have been a 12, and they should have won that game. Uh, Absolutely. So, yeah, I haven't seen too many high-scoring affairs aside from the super team. I'm still burning over the Santa Barbara game, so – Let's uh let's jump up to the south here. We got Baylor and Villanova, Arkansas and ORU. So let's start let's start with uh the top of that bracket with Baylor and Villanova. Rob, um, man, uh, I I I question coming into this tournament. I questioned Baylor. I thought COVID slowed them down. I didn't think that they were going to get to I didn't think I was worried about them I should say I picked them in the final four but that was more of a strategic pick against other people I thought we're going to pick the bracket um but they've looked great um they did they've 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 looked good I think they roll even though Jay Rice a great coach I think they roll uh Nova and uh Baylor advances do you want anyone to break down the bottom or you want to- yeah go ahead uh go, um, ahead, go down and get Arkansas and Oral Roberts yeah, I mean, Oral, Oral Roberts, great story. Um, kind of reminds me of the last time a 15 seed uh, made it to the Sweet 16, Florida Gulf Coast. Great run. You're going to get uh, back to reality now. I think Arkansas uh, sends them home. But, hey, great season, Oral Roberts, and hell of a tournament. Yeah, and we just dropped Raj. Maybe you can – Jump back in here for a second. Uh, probably getting pulled over for his aggressive driving. Yeah. He's probably being pulled over going, hey, I'm doing a live podcast right now. So 
Who do you have? It is great to have Raj been able to go up there. So uh, I really think Villanova kind of got a bracket that they haven't had to play really hard. And I've said since day one, Baylor is just – Baylor is Baylor, and they can guard. Here, there's Raj coming back in. Let me bring him in. Um, I think I think uh, I think I'm going to go uh, Baylor in the top side, and of course I've said Arkansas is maybe the most dangerous team from the SEC, other than Alabama all year. And uh, uh, you know, this does remind you of Florida Gulf Coast, and you know, great story. But I think this bracket is going to be is going to hold true, and I think we'll have an Arkansas Baylor matchup in the Elite Eight. Who do you got well, winning that? You know, strategically, I picked Baylor all the way out. Um, but I, if I was twisted right now, I'm going to go Baylor. But I really like Arkansas and the way they're playing right now. Um, so. I didn't. I don't think I picked. I'll, I'll take Baylor also uh, for for much the same reasons you said. I think Arkansas is really good. Um, Musselman's a great coach, but I think, I think Baylor's just too too much firepower. Well, Roger, yeah, you want you want to catch us up over there? You've got uh, Baylor and Villanova in the top half, and Arkansas and Oral Roberts in the bottom half. I think the expression "rock fight" has been used by pundits on ESPN too much, but. Villanova and Baylor is going to be – that's going to be a bruising game. Any school from Philly is usually going to be pretty tough because Philly's pretty ugly and mean, and et cetera. Sorry to anybody from Philly. Um, but Baylor, as Robbie said, they look like the Baylor of old. When their big three is humming, you know, that they're deep. They're well coached. You know, I thought that Baylor team was a huge threat and could – will beat Gonzaga. I mean, they're a lot stronger than Gonzaga, which would be their weakness. If Gonzaga has an off-night shooting, which is bound to happen, you know, Baylor's, I think it's 1A one, one and 1B. Um, I also think that Oral Roberts' uh, run ends. They do have two good players, not just Abmus, but the other kid, uh, Kevin O'Banner, I think. Yeah. They pretty much all their points. But, uh, I think Arkansas is that style of play. You see it a lot. I mean, it's, the game's being called differently. It's a different era. But those teams that can get out and run and transition and create turnovers are really tough matchups, and Arkansas is one of them. Uh, I would take Baylor over Arkansas with Baylor going to the Final Four. All right. Well, we'll come back. Y'all, we're, we're, should we go ahead and pick out the Final Four now, or should we wait? Uh, well, when when are we getting back on here? It will be. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to have a chance before tournament night. Or I mean, we're going to we're going to get we're going to be back on next week before the final four, though, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we'll we'll stop here. Yeah. All right. That that makes sense. All right. So let's jump all over to the west. And and personally, I think this is a bracket that probably. Um, kind of picks itself. This is the one that kind of looks like I thought it would look. Uh, Gonzaga and Creighton, USC and Oregon. I certainly didn't have Oregon. I had Iowa going to the next mm -hmm. round. But 
So let's start. Um, we'll save Rod the last to break down this USC game. Let's start with Gonzaga at the top of the bracket, Robbie. Um, yeah, I mean, what what can you say right now? Um, I, I said in, in our preview, um, it's going to be the second team that punches them in the mouth. They haven't got punched in the mouth yet. No, absolutely not. They roll through Creighton, and then um, I – I had USC going this far. Um, I did. I'm saying with you, I didn't have Oregon this far. Oregon looked good to me. Um, they've only had one game. I thought it was a bad matchup. Um, I like USC. Uh, I like USC and Gonzaga to to meet. And then, sorry, Raj, uh, this is the first punch in the mouth. That's um, going to come up between Gonzaga and USC. I like Zags to roll uh, and get to the Final Four. I, I like Gonzaga, too. Um, I do think um, – and we've talked about Florida Gulf Coast a couple of times. Uh, and, you know, Andy Einfeldt, of course, was there, and I, I think he's a great game day coach. I just think uh, right now Gonzaga's talent level may be above everybody else. So I'm going to take Gonzaga – in a very good basketball game. So, uh, Ro- uh, Robbie and I have the Zags. How about you, Rod, USC guy? I wish I could say that I think SC would advance and get to the Final Four, but I don't see it. I mean, first of all, you know, they only played the Ducks once. It was in L.A. It was an impromptu game. USC had a game that Saturday. The Pac-12 scheduled the game for a following Monday. So there was no prep for each other. Um, Dana Altman is a heck of a coach. Yes, he Oregon is. is the most athletic team, along with Baylor, in the in the tournament, um, in my opinion. So Oregon scares me to death. Chris Duarte is an amazing player. He does everything. And if you watch him defensively, steals, he hits threes. Um, you know, for Oregon, though, they're a jump-shooting team now. And... It's just going to depend on, uh, you know, how if they're hot, then we could be in trouble. But if we, SC plays more like a team as they've done thus far, you know, I think they should win. Uh, as for Gonzaga in the other game, you know, uh, Creighton's got to do what BYU did. And, you know, and, and they can do it. They've got to shoot, like, unconsciously for three to basically keep that as a game. Um, that's the only way to stay with those guys. Otherwise, uh pray that they have an off night and or if you have in my opinion you know if you have big bangers like a team like lsu if they had better shooting would have been an interesting matchup for gonzaga in my opinion um but yeah the zags are just loaded they shoot they don't when they miss i'm surprised and on top of that you know getting them hard from florida so they have like a superstar young point guard and then a savvy veteran intelligent point guard uh, not to mention uh, Ayayi, the other guy, guard, that's crazy underrated. Um, if there's a knock on them, it's probably the lack of depth. And, again, the fact that, you know, Timmy and Kispert, they don't want to bang with anybody. Um, and if you can get after them, you know, you never know. But uh, I would like to say USC goes all the way, but I can't. Uh, I'll take Gonzaga. And we've got our buddy Blake Spencer. To be clear, to be clear, were you? Is it 
Uh, Zags over USC or Zags over Oregon? Zags over USC, which I actually had Oregon and USC uh, in that game in many of my brackets. Wow. But I didn't. I, I didn't. Oh, a multiple bracket guy, huh? Yeah. Uh, I have like eight of them. Shotgun method. One bracket. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> Can't do you it. know, uh, I, I want to ask you before we get off this bracket and before we get away from USC and give both of you an impression about, has this been Evan Mobley's coming out party? I mean, I think us in the recruiting, recruiting community always knew about him. He was a rival's perfect 100 player. He played great this year, but when I see him now, he is the guy that I was told he was. And he was, like I said, the first 100 player, perfect rating player from rivals in about 10 years. Robbie, what, what do you think of Mobley? I mean, obviously Cunningham's the number one pick, but. This is not his coming out party. This is him being on TV party. Yep. This is Larry Scott's failure party. This is. Yep. Good point. He, he, he's been this player all year long. Um, and I've stayed up as much as I could uh, for Raj to watch USC play and watch the Pac-12. But he's been great all year long, and he is that good. But, yeah, this is just the first time um, people are getting to see him. Yeah. What well, I mean, Raj? It's, it is our conference and leisure suit Larry. You know, I went to bed a number of times at 1 a.m. I can't even find the Pac-12 network. I buy Sling, subscribe to it so I can get the Pac-12 network because they don't have a deal with the world's largest satellite provider. I mean, it's moronic. As for Mobley, you know, there's a few games where he did disappear. It kind of became the M.O. of, you know, I mean, this is standard basketball that they were just fronting him and surrounding him at all sides. But, you know, one game he didn't score and USC won by like 15. And the other guys are good enough to pick him up. Uh, I think what you notice with Mobley, he, he's not a rah-rah, talk trash guy. Um he dribbles the ball better than any seven-footer in history. The way that he handles the ball and runs the break. I mean, he ran the break a number of times, gave a sweet pass, like didn't panic. Um, you, you see the touch and, and the lost art of the mid-range. I mean, that kid can nail anything from, you know, inside the arc. It, it's, it's so wonderful. Like shot clock is coming down. He has got a 19-footer at the elbow, and it's a perfect swish. I mean, it doesn't even hit the rim. He is just such a highly skilled and extremely intelligent player. You know, his dad is an assistant coach on the squad. Um, but, yeah, he's a unicorn, a seven-footer who looks like Isaiah Thomas sometimes. I mean, it, it's amazing. He does need to hey, put Ra on some weight. Raj, I noticed, I noticed during the tournament that his dad was an assistant coach. Uh, was this a before or, a, or after a concurrent kind of situation? It was before, but – yeah, I'm sure the fact that he had twin seven-foot sons uh, had something to do with it. Well, yeah, I know. I don't blame him. When I had, Whenever Tennessee was looking for a coach, I said, call Arch Manning and see who he wants to be his coach, and that's who you hire. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but uh, overall, like Robbie said, it's, it's just more exposure. And uh, I think people are seeing, though, that he is – very skilled, very complete player, and uh, I'm happy for him too. 
So the and bef- the other player that was in this bracket that I wanted to talk about is I've came – I've always known Gonzaga was a good team, but really their point guards and their guard play is phenomenal. And tell me, how good is Suggs, and is he – the NBA player, NBA player that I think he is, because I to me he looks like an all-world player at some level. Yeah, I I can't believe he's eighteen. He is so he's built like he's not eighteen, but it's his what's between the ears. He is so savvy, intelligent. Uh, he's strong. He's good with the basketball. You know, I. I go back and forth between Cade, Evan Mobley, and and Suggs, who's going to be the number one pick, and I wouldn't be surprised by any of them. But yeah, I think he's going to be a superstar. And I've yeah. heard a cu- couple people say that this class is three deep, and you just named them, Robbie. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, you know, I was going to say the Zags have talent at every position. Um, they're good. But it's it is still hard to go undefeated. There's a reason it hasn't been done since '76, '77. Um, he's the one that runs the offense, and he's the one that makes it all go. That translates to the next level, and because what you talk about in the NBA is it is not only the talent to play the game it is knowing how to get fouled how to how to do when to do what you have to do and so i think he's going to translate as well and and i agree i think it, it the draft order of those top three are purely going to be who wins the lottery balls and mm-hmm. what they need any of they can go in any order and i don't think there's a bad order for them all to go into it's just a well, who needs what if you're in that lottery and you get three, you're going to get a great player either way. Yeah. Yes. Uh, a listener, uh, Aaron Burt, the Zags would score 120 on LSU. Now, I don't think we'd score quite that many, but uh, that, that, that is uh, – you would definitely play over there. Also uh, – Hey, 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 hey. Will Wade would pay the Zags to score 67 if it means yeah. he could win. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> And of course, Blake Spencer took a break from his three or four jobs to watch us for a minute. And I guess he didn't have a diaper to change for a second. Uh, all right, East bracket. And, and to me, the first game in the East bracket is a game that I'm going to go back and forth on probably till it tips off. Uh, we have Michigan and Florida State. And on the bottom side of that, Alabama and UCLA. Who, uh, Michigan, Florida State, Robbie, uh, it, does it matter? I guess it does matter. Is Livers there or is he not there? Does that make a, a difference in your pick? No, it does not make a difference in my pick. It makes a difference in um, – I don't think – I think this is the most intriguing and both uh, – even though Howard's a young coach, I think he's a good coach already. Uh, I think Hamilton's a – fantastic coach who built a great program and probably one of the more difficult places to build it in the ACC. A one of the two only primarily football schools in that conference. Um, And he's done it for 
decades now. Um, so I, I, I applaud Leonard Hamilton. I think he, I think this is two times in a row ACC coach of the year, maybe. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll, Florida State lost two lottery picks last year on an ACC championship team that I think would have been in the Final Four in a really good chance to win it all last year. And I don't think they took a step back this year. They're a four seed. I, I, I still like them. I like their length. I like the way they play defense. They're aggressive. I like Michigan, too. I picked Florida State out of this region – it's one of those um, I don't see a reason to change yet. So I and liver's gonna make a difference, but I'm still rolling with the Seminoles in the top part. Yeah, and, and to add to your comment about Leonard Hamilton, 72 years old, and I would have never believed that till they said it on TV. Oh, I know. Uh, lower part of that bracket's a team that I think most of us in the SEC land has felt like was on a mission. Alabama gets UCLA and a UCLA team that's, I mean, earned their way there. Had to play a play-in game, beat Michigan State, beat BYU. Of course, I think, you know, Albany Christian was still celebrating beating Texas a little bit when they got to UCLA, but still. On, on, on the bottom half of this bracket, uh, I'm, I'm just this close just this tiny little, just to giving up and just being like, Alabama, okay, all right, just winning basketball too, just geez. Um, <laughs> I think I think Alabama's gonna win here. Um, the, I think talking about coaching, uh, I think I think Nick Cronin's a good coach, uh, um, but I think Al, just Alabama, they just played. They just have, they have firepower and they just shoot the three and until they start missing, I'm gonna stop assuming they are gonna miss. Um, so I'll take Alabama. I'll be quick on my analysis for the next game. Um, I have Florida State in my bracket. There's no reason why I should pick them. Alabama's probably gonna win, but I'll take Florida State to advance. Yeah, and you know Cronin was the second choice for that job, as we yeah. as Tennessee fans know. Rick Barnes had taken that UCLA job until they just failed to get his name on a contract. Mm -hmm. Raj, uh, what what have you got in this East bracket? And uh, what's your – I mean, I think Michigan-Florida State is intriguing to me. I mean, it's the game. I've went back and forth already on it. So, what, what have you got? I'm with you guys. Um, I think livers makes a heck of a difference. I think he has a stress fracture in in his foot, which does not heal properly in three weeks. Um, You know, if, if, you know, he's the, uh, the utter, if you will, if their ship, the rudder, whatever the heck it is. Uh, He's the, let's go with this one. He's the glue. Um, And I think it makes a big difference. And, And Robbie said it too, Florida State, is big, they're deep, uh, you know, then there's, like, you look at the last game, I think how many guys scored in double figures, and one of them wasn't even a lottery pick, and Scotty Barnes, who's just an amazing player, um, I think Michigan does uh, the run ends for them, and that Florida State moves on, and the other game, UCLA has had the easiest 
run ever. It's not their fault. You know, they get a pretty choppy Michigan State team. They were down big in that game and won at OT. Um, They get a BYU, who was a six seed. USC was a six seed. And USC beat BYU by almost 30. I think it was 27 points. So I've never heard of two teams being the same seed and one of them beating the other by 30. Uh, BYU was not a six seed. I don't know how they got up there. So then they get Abilene Christian, who, you know, was a nice story. But, yeah, they, they did not come out of the locker room from after the Texas game. They just stayed there and partied. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Alabama – it's going to be similar in terms of style. Um, UCLA's got some shooters, but Alabama is the complete package, and I think they're going to run them off the court. Uh, in the final game – I'm leading towards Alabama, actually, from what I've seen lately. I haven't seen a ton of them this year, but, you know, the SEC tournament, I watched them, and, you know, I was so impressed with their ability to play different styles, you know, different teams, you know, the way they handled, uh, you know, LSU being a banging team, and I think, can't remember who they played, Missouri or someone, where you just felt bad for the other team. Um, They're smart. Like I said, they can get out and run. Do they shoot too many threes? Yeah, they do. And I think I heard something that they're only shooting like 31% in the tournament. Uh, jump shooting teams, you know, you can't rely on that. It's going to, it is not a 100% given thing. So that's my concern with Alabama is the jump shooting. Um, I picked Florida State in the final four, but I'm actually leaning probably more towards Alabama right now. And I know that makes all you. Tennessee dudes thrilled, but uh, they just look good. And Nate Oates is a is an amazing coach. Yeah, we're we're we we uh we're waiting for him to want to reunite with Danny White somewhere down the road. Of course, he did a good job at UCF. I mean, I mean at Buffalo, Buffalo had was a was a great program for the time that he was there. So um, it's hard for me to not pick Alabama since they're in my bracket. But, uh, you know, I really would like – I think it's one of those stories that could play out is Leonard Hamilton finally reaching the brass ring after all these years and getting a team to the Final Four and getting a team to the final game. But right now, I kind of feel like it's Alabama. And, and the one person we never talk about is Herb Jones – Won the SEC Player of the Years, and he just, just a dogged defender. I mean, Robbie. I mean, have you ever seen a guy win Player of the Year based on his defensive skills more than Jones did? Oh, I think I had this. Didn't uh, Anthony Davis do it? Uh, I think well, he that's was. True. Uh, true. I think he was fourth in scoring on that team as well, just like Jones is. Um, and you have Petty, who's been there. God, he makes Fulkerson look like he's a <laughs> freshman. He's been Petty's been there for so long. Well, guys, we got a little, we got just a a little bit of more time. We've actually went over, but we'll wrap it up. I want to ask you both one more question here, uh, and so next we're going to do this again next week. We'll pick the final four, uh, the games. What storyline are we talking about next week? What what are what's going to be something that grabs us our, our attention over these next few days? So, Robbie, you can go first. 
Um, I think the storyline that we're talking about is when we reconvene on Tuesday, if it is, um, you're going to have four teams, um, all that can win it, and you're going to have um, – I, I think you're going to have – wait, let me – has anyone won it before? Michigan won it once. Yeah. Or, or, or you, it's okay. So, uh, Arkansas um, I think, won. I think, I think you're going to have a first-time champion um, this yeah. year. And I think uh, – and then you're going to get – is there an asterisk behind their first championship? Okay, interesting. Care to go just the circumstances or? Um, well, no, I, I mean, personally, I think this has been this season. I, I don't – and I know Raj's opinion of this agrees with me that there's no asterisks for these championships teams a la Dodgers because this has been the most difficult. It has been COVID tested. You don't know what roster you're going to have. You don't know when you're going to play, who you're going to play, where you're going to play them. Um, I would not put an asterisk in, in under any of this. I think this has been the most impressed. Every single team that has won, I think it's been a deserving champion. Um, but there's going to be, there's going to be your talking heads um, that are going to say, Oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Trolls, and, trolls and, gonna troll. That's right. And, that's right. Twitter, Twitter's gonna blow up for for something, right? Yeah. Right. And to answer your question, we have the same times reserved next week. I just booked our show, so we'll be here next Tuesday. Uh, and 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 I won't have done an hour with a more knowledgeable baseball person than brought beforehand. Let me tell you guys something: having a ten-year-old have to correct you about stats. That's pretty intimidating. I'm going to let you know. Uh, Rods, next week we're sitting here. We're getting ready to talk about the Final Four. Give me your storyline. Well, at least once we're going to have a guaranteed Pac-12 team in the Elite Eight. So uh, we got that going for us, which is nice. Uh, I I think it's going to be all about the porn stash and Sister Jean. I know those things don't sound well together, but Loyola Chicago – you know, I, I think they'll be right there. And Baylor, uh, I think there won't be too many upsets, believe it or not, except, uh, you know, Buddy Bucket. There's just going to be a lot of storylines. You know, a lot of players this year and personalities, Buddy Buckets in Syracuse, Moody in Arkansas, uh, Baylor's entire team, loyal is Chicago. Uh, you know, that's how I see things. But, uh, you know, and the other thing is, uh, you know, can anybody – beat Gonzaga it's gonna be I hope it's gonna be USC and Gonzaga and I think we'd need uh Jesus to be our sixth man to win that game but well you could call Aunt Jean and see if she can lend you Jesus for y'all I appreciate that um but you know does is Michigan still gonna be fine I think Alabama is going to run UCLA right up court so uh yeah. you know it's just Gonzaga Loyola Chicago and we finally get a Pac-12 team. Oh, go ahead, Robbie. Yeah. So, and this is just uh, most people don't know know this about me. I, I went to Indiana uh, University for a year in college. Uh, Raj, as as you were on the ground in uh, Indianapolis 
through uh, this weekend. Any any talk about who Indiana's looking at, who they're hopeful for of their of their head coach? Oh yeah, good they're, question. They're as de- they're as delusional as anybody else. You know, any big program. Brad Stevens, Stevens, and then there's NBA guys, and then insert coach who led an upset. The Pope, what's his name for uh, Loyola Chicago? Porter Moses. Poster yeah. Posner. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Uh, then there was always talk about Nate Oates. You know, uh, it's basically insert the, the latest hot name, and they think that yeah. they're going to get him. Well, much. all it, it seems like Nate Oates is pretty ingrained in Alabama from his statements. Now that changes every day, but uh, that seems to be a good fit for him. So the Brad Stevens rumors have been running wild. It's like Hulk Hogan on a Saturday night. So, uh, hey. Honor- uh- Hey, John Gruden's available, yeah. isn't he? This, his wife was a cheerleader at Indiana in college. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Well, it's always been a blast, man. Um, I, uh, I, I want to close this out and give you all one last thought. Anything else you want to follow up with, Robbie, or a best bet? That you can give everybody for the open or not. <laughs> oh God! Uh, hey, if you listen to my gambling advice on this tournament, then <laughs> my, my advice to you is to call that gambling hotline. <laughs> um, with that being said, um, take Alabama and the points. If I have to pick, bet on one for the Sweet Sixteen. All right, Rog. Anything? Best uh, best. Syracuse catching six, uh, buddy buckets time. You know, I, I wanted to say take all the, the dogs that have been so prevalent, you know, a selection in the first uh, two rounds. But when you're looking at this, you know, some of the lines, you know, Loyalist Chicago at six and a half. I mean, I, I think Oregon State, I think that's a one possession game. Uh, but then too. you go to Baylor and Villanova, you know, I, I think Baylor probably beats them up. Uh, Arkansas 11 over Oral Roberts. Uh, I, I think they can cover that 11. Um, they, they've got enough scoring punch to do that. Uh, in terms of the Sunday games, the USC is minus two and a half. Um, you know, we were favored against Kansas too, which was surprising to me. Obviously, that shows you what I know. Uh, even Tennessee beat Kansas. Yeah, seriously. Um, you know, that game's going to be a one-possession game. You know, something to look at is USC is one of the worst free-throw shooting teams in the country, which just makes me pull my hair out. Uh, I think Alabama rolls past UCLA. I take the six. Uh, Michigan is a three-point favorite at Florida State. I got to take the dog there. Uh, Gonzaga yeah. and Creighton. BYU went unco- shot unconscious. Like, they made everything. And then they still lose by 20 points in the uh, – WCC championship game. I I think Gonzaga is just next level. I I would take them to cover and and uh, yeah, that's to be your best bet probably. And there you go, kids. Eighteen parlay that thing. Free <laughs> yeah. money. I'm gonna give you my <laughs> my final thought too. If we end up back here and this has been a crazy crazy tournament, and we end up with Baylor and Gonzaga. Is that not where about 50% of the country thought we were going to land anyway? We just got there kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was meant to be. Remember that game yeah. was supposed to be played in 
December and uh, the virus took it out. So, you know, it seems like it's destiny. It's just going to be a little bit more built up. But uh, I think that's just going to be an amazing game if and when it happens. Well, yeah, yeah, and I'll quickly, yes, and that's, and I think that, that yes, that is where we're going to be all year long. But I think that's why we all love college basketball so much because the same thing is essentially – it's the same in college football. We pretty much know the top four teams, and we're going to end up with some variation of that. But this gives us hope, and we have yeah. three weekends of hope, and you get in, and who knows what could happen. Oral Roberts is in the Sweet 16. Um, UCLA is in the Sweet 16. They didn't have a chance. They would yeah. never have a chance in football. Loyola, Chicago, Oregon State. That and that that that's why college basketball is my favorite sport. Uh, San Diego uh, State is not going to beat Alabama in football. No, nor will they ever get to play on any kind of any kind yeah. of fair terms or fair conditions. Right. Or, right. Well, yeah. guys, go ahead. Take us so out. I was Ryan. just saying, echoing the same thing. You know that's. USC hasn't been to a Sweet 16. I know they've been pretty relevant, but last time was 20 years ago. I was there in Philly. Uh, they beat Kansas and then lost by two points to a, a loaded Duke team. But, yeah, you know, if you would have told me we'd be at the Sweet 16 at the beginning of this year, I would have called you crazy. And case in point, you know, it happened. So I agree with Robbie. I think it's just so special and seeing those upsets and looking at the faces of the Abilene Christian kids after the game, um, you know, when they beat Texas, it's, it's just, it's magical. And yeah, my priorities are pretty whacked, but for us that really love this stuff, there's nothing like it. Well, and to follow up with craziness, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Robbie and I sat down and made a little show and we got a bunch of downloads, and we were like, oh, people like it. And then we added you, and unfortunately, Chappie couldn't join us tonight. And we did a bracket show that had 1,500 people view us, 5,000 interaction. Tonight's show, it, it, tomorrow morning, will be on uh, iTunes and, and, and Spotify. And, you know, I do want to say that this has been a journey of passion for me. And I do appreciate everybody that gives us a thumb up that likes it, it's like crazy that we kind of were our own, own viral thing here. And, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun, and it's not over yet. And to let everybody know, you can see, of course, I'm here on Thursday night. Every Tuesday from now on, some form of one of these crazy guys will be with me, and we'll be here talking about some kind of sports. Robbie and I are going to do the State of Tennessee football at some point down the road. Uh, Rod's and I will do some baseball. We'll be back with this group. Uh, I've got some other guys you haven't met yet, uh, and Robbie can testify to this. We've got a crazy group of friends, but they love sports, don't they? They do. And uh, is this the point? Can you can you subscribe and yes uh, and rate this? Can you do that from here? Uh, uh, you can do it now uh, on Apple iTunes. You can subscribe and you can rate us. You can also subscribe. The one thing that would help us out the most, if you would subscribe to River City Media on Facebook and just launched River City Media, River City Media 
on YouTube. If you could go subscribe to those and help us get this channel started, we'll be bringing you a lot more. You know, it's amazing that six months ago, I didn't even know what a podcast is, and here we sit. So thank you all, and I appreciate you all. So uh, that's it for me tonight. Robbie, last words. I'm still trying to get you to let me do a segment on trying to describe what all of our fancy football group people <laughs> do for a living and see if I have any idea what they do. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie, the week after the tournament, that is our podcast. All right. <laughs> I, I love, I love, I love the one that Randall does something with cars. So Raj, uh, last words, buddy. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I didn't realize that many people were listening. I apologize for being hungover <laughs> and my brain being scrambled. Uh, 5,000 people uh, interacted with us, Raj. 1,500 people saw your faces. Uh, my face looked pretty bloated, as my mom told me. I was like, thanks, mom. I appreciate it. Uh, she's like, next time work on the camera angle. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't quite tell her that I was bloated from drinking beers and watching <laughs> basketball, uh, which, you know, the last four days is pretty much what I've done. Have some beers and watching sports. So my brain's a little scrambled, but it's been fun. Randall, you do a great job as the moderator. Thank you, brother. Um, yeah, I'm fired up. Whenever you need me, I, I'll be here. This is a permanent. We just got to figure out a name. Uh, you know, we got to figure out a name and we got to get whiskey night going we've got to have a cigar tonight well, we, all, we all have our all of our first names start with r so just random thoughts with the r's <laughs> yeah yeah just the r network so yeah all right guys well i appreciate it and folks same time next week same places and we appreciate it thank you see you guys Peace. see ya